everyone. I'm Arden Elizabeth, and you're listening to It's the Wine Talking, a weekly podcast filled with wit, wine, and occasional wisdom. Tonight's beverage co-host is a Japanese red produced and distributed by Man's Wines. That's Man with two N's, a subsidiary of the Kikoman Group. Yes, Kikoman like the soy sauce. Turns out that food and beverage conglomerates are a thing in all corners of the globe. I again faced the issue of a bottle with minimal English print on it. But it does bear the name Bailey A, which, according to Wikipedia, is a muscat grape typically used in sweeter dessert wines. However, in recent years, they figured out how to produce a drier Bordeaux-like wine from these grapes, sometimes by creating a blend with other varietals. If you've been paying any attention to my wine preferences in previous episodes, you can probably guess that this bottle is of the latter, drier variety. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be drinking it. The Bailey A is different from the reds that I normally drink. It is light in both color and body and has an earthy, almost Pinot-esque quality to it. I'm more of a full-bodied Zinfandel girl myself, and Pinot Noir tends to be on my do-not-drink list. So, buying this wine more than once is a bit out of character for me. The only explanation I can offer is that drinking this wine makes me feel a little bit fancy. Since we've been mostly partaking of low-end wine in Asia, and paying out the wazoo for it, my taste buds have been particularly impressed by this wine. This seems like someone put real effort, thought, and skill into making a quality product. Or at least a decent one. Who knows anymore? So, at $9.50 a bottle, I'm happy to stray from my typical path and give my poor palate a break from the bad stuff I've been abusing it with. And now, for this week's topic. 29 going on 80. This is unusual for your age. I've heard from more medical professionals than I'd like to admit. Seems that my maladies and chronic conditions tend to defy my relative youth and baffle my doctors who can't quite explain why parts of my body seem to have already reached retirement. At this point, I've just accepted the fact that I'll probably be rocking a walker, a sparkly purple one with streamers, obviously, before my hair even goes gray. It's fine. I'm someone that often gets told, I can't wait to see you as an old lady, which I think is a compliment. So, it appears that my body just wants to give the people what they want. So what exactly is wrong with me? Well, let's start at the top. My eyes. Fortunately, my vision isn't terrible, and I've somehow managed to avoid cataracts. Eh, I'll probably get those soon. But I do have floaters. Big, fatty, completely annoying floaters. Now, for those of you with bodies that reflect your age, you might think of floaters as the things that you can see when you close your eyes in a bright room, or that appear if you look up at the sky on a bright day. According to the NIH, floaters are more likely to develop as we age, and are more common in people who are very nearsighted, have diabetes, or who have had a cataract operation. Like most of my medical mysteries, none of these apply to me. And yet, I have some floaters that are so large and so frequently around that I've considered naming them. They're like a pest that I can't get rid of. Now, I don't always notice them. Just most of the time I go outside, in sunny or overcast weather, at any time I need to move my eyes around a lot. Say, while reading or working on a computer, or interacting with groups of people. And how often do those come up, really? Floaters aren't painful, nor are they considered a health problem unless they are drastically inhibiting your vision. 
Also, removing them comes with significant risks and isn't a procedure you can easily sign up for like laser eye surgery. So I live with them, 20 years earlier than most people, and try not to lose it when one comes darting across my vision every half a second or settles down comfortably in the middle of my field of view. So the next time you see me wearing sunglasses on a cloudy day or holding my Kindle at a strange distance so I don't have to move my eyes while reading, remember, this is what keeps me sane. Next, we'll move on down the body to my hips, which are still free of emotional baggage. Thank you very much. I went to physical therapy following foot surgery. Incidentally, the result of an unusual injury for someone of any age. My body is such a hipster. We did a lot of strength training and balance exercises, including side leg raises, of which I could complete maybe five reps without any extra resistance. My PT was baffled and said to me, 80-year-old ladies have stronger hips than you, a fact that did not come as a surprise to me because this wasn't the first time I'd heard it. In college, I was a pseudo-competitive runner dealing with bad shin splints, so I spent a lot of time in the training room. Convinced that my problem was actually in my hips, the athletic trainer prescribed me a regimen of strengthening exercises that also included side leg lifts. The day we started this workout was when I heard for the first time that my hips were worse than an old lady. I was 19. I haven't seen a PT in a while, but I can tell you things have not gotten better. On a recent scuba diving trip, I got a charley horse in my hip every time I put on my fins to jump in the water, so the boat captain had to start helping me. In my defense, I had to do this while standing on a rocking boat with all my other gear on, but all the youngins that were there didn't seem to have a problem on their turn. Heading down to my toes, you can probably tell from the hips explanation that my legs and feet have had some shrugs. The good news is that the shin splints are long gone, but the bad news is that I managed to shatter a small bone in my foot without even noticing and required surgery to fix it. Unfortunately, this procedure took place three years ago, and recovery has been slow. Running or intense exercise on my feet is pretty much out of the question, And while I can walk or go on hikes, I'm still only able to wear flat, sturdy shoes that can fit both my custom inserts and my frequently swollen feet inside. Are you imagining what this kind of shoe might look like? Does a bulky boot or an ugly granny shoe come to mind? Well, you're not wrong. Other than tennis shoes, that is basically what my shoe wardrobe looks like. No more heels, no cute strappy sandals, no flip-flops. For, probably... Ever. As people post on Facebook about training for marathons, something, to be clear, that I never wanted to do, even as a runner, or trekking through Patagonia, or taking salsa dance lessons, I'm the ancient woman that is just happy she can get from point A to point B on my own two feet, at least until I get my tricked out walker. Of course, it's not just my body that makes me question my true age. It's my memory, too. Memorization and recall is one thing, and it's a skill that deserves much of the credit for my good grades in school. But I think I may have emptied out my memory bank by graduation, because nothing seems to stick anymore. I can't remember the titles of books I read more than three months ago, let alone tell you what they might have been about. If Miles sends me an interesting article and then tries to discuss it with me only two hours later, I will need him to remind me what the heck it was about and pretty much lead the entire conversation. 
Like my mother who shares in these memory challenges, I don't remember what movies I've already seen, and it is possible for me to get an hour through a film before it occurs to me that I may have seen it before. Same thing when it comes to watching reruns of even fairly recent shows like Modern Family. Who knows if it's my third or fourth time. I'm laughing at all those jokes and surprised by every moment like it's a brand new episode. This even comes into play when remembering events from the last few years or stories friends have told me. Miles will regularly recall something that happened when I was present, and I will look at him in anticipation of what happens next and say, it's like I'm hearing this for the first time. And no, it wasn't because I was drunk or blacked out. Despite my love of wine, a plastered Arden is a rare sight. My lack of memory becomes even more obvious whenever I talk to my grandparents, who have amazing memories. Ask my grandfather for the address of a second cousin once removed, and he can probably recite it to you without looking it up. Ask my grandmother about a family vacation 20 years ago, and she can recount every interaction with immaculate detail. Maybe in my family our memory actually gets better as we age. I know my mother and I certainly hope so. The other thing that makes it feel like I'm creaking toward old age is my growing Luddite tendencies, or, at the very least, how obvious it is that I'm becoming out of touch with technology. In the same way that my younger brother helps my grandparents work their smart TV, can someone please send my future grandson back in time and teach me how to use Snapchat? Oh, you say, Snapchat has already peaked? The kids have moved on to some new social network where you communicate with Morse code by blinking your eyes? Ugh, see? Even my made-up references to what's hip these days include 180-year-old technology. I'm a lost cause. If you hand me an Android phone, all I can do is stare at it. If my grandparents asked me for help with their smart TV, I wouldn't know where to start. It took me three hours last week to figure out how to install a Bluetooth mouse for my laptop. Didn't I used to be tech savvy? Didn't I start using computers in kindergarten? What happened? Where are the floppy disks that aren't floppy and the VCRs that I actually know how to use? You see, kiddos, back in my day. Of course, I admit that a lot about technology is wonderful. I can FaceTime with my family from the other side of the world. I can work remotely from any place that has good internet. I can look up things like what year was Morse code invented and when do people usually get eye floaters. That way, I'm only sharing the most accurate information on this highly educational show. Technology, admittedly, has made our lives easier. But it is just advancing far too quickly for this old lady's brain to handle. Alright everyone, that's it for this week's episode of It's the Wine Talking. You can tune in every Wednesday on iTunes, Overcast, or SoundCloud for your regular dose of wit, wine, and occasional wisdom. Thanks for listening. Cheers! Oh my God, this reminds me of when we're